podcast listeners. It's Kimberly and Britton. What's up, BB? At it again. Hi, Mom. I heard you're frustrated with Candy Crush. Yes, I know. I'm an old lady, but I'm stuck on this level, and it's starting to really tick me off. Okay, what level are you at? It's not crazy or nothing, because was it you that said somebody was on level like 1,200? Like 1,600, I believe. If okay, He's probably pretty- like way past that now. All right. And this is not recent. This is like, I just picked this back up from like high school days, okay? I have not played this in a long time until recently. I'm on level 255. Okay, well that sounds ridiculous. But you're right, that's over like years, right? That you were starting that? Yeah, that's not like overnight or anything. Okay. It probably is, guys. She's just not going to, uh, you know, admit it because she's an old grandma being at 23 years old. That's all right, oh, B. So it was whatever. awesome seeing you this weekend. So you podcast yes, so much fun. Yes, we got to uh, so Kentucky played Georgia football on Saturday, which was so exciting. So we got to tailgate a little bit, and uh, we let all the guys go to the game while me and Britton went to um, Bar Louie to watch it, which was uh, way more funner than being with the guys. But I agree. It did kind of stink a little bit since we did lose, but that's a whole nother thing. It's all right. We're still seven and two, which who would have ever thought? I think there's three games left, three or four more games left, and who would have thought at this point we'd be seven and two? So, still love our Kentucky Wildcats. So, what was interesting, BB, was purchasing the tickets for the Georgia game, right? Yes, that so- was. Good story. I'll just let you tell it. (laughs) You let me tell it. So, you podcast listeners out there, be very careful of those scalpers. So, the game was sold out. So, the only way to buy tickets is through a third party or scalpers, which I do not like to do. But my husband insisted that we were going to get their tickets through the scalpers. So, approached one scalper. The guy's like, Hey, man, I got these tickets on the 50-yard line lower level. I'll sell them to you for $150 apiece. Right there, ding, 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 there was a red flag that said, okay, why are you selling them so cheap? Because upper level, way up in the stands, was going for $150, $160. And the guy, scalper, never said anything. And my husband's like, shh, don't say nothing. Don't just be quiet. We're getting a good deal. We're getting a good deal. And I'm like... But are these tickets even real? And the poor scalper, he ain't saying nothing. He's like, man, 150 apiece, 150 apiece. It's a deal. It's a deal. So, bam. Bought two tickets, $300. I walked away, and my husband was pissed at me. He was like, dude, he's trying to give us a good deal, and you're trying to be like... And I'm like, I still don't think those tickets are real. I don't care what you say. I don't think those tickets are real. So maybe I spoke that into existence. So maybe I should not have put that out in the universe because, you know, our words, once we speak them, somehow in that universe comes true. But that is a whole nother podcast. Because then my husband, then we go to another scalper because we still needed two more tickets. So this guy's like, man, I can give it to you for this. I'll give it to you for this. He wanted like $260, but we didn't have enough cash. And so we had $210 between me and him. So I, again, after my husband yelled at me about the whole thing, I did not say anything. And so we bought the two tickets. So me and BB are driving to Bar Louie. I get this text and my husband says, 
I am so effing pissed right now because none of our tickets scanned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't I tell your ass that? That they weren't going to scan? But no. So we were out, podcast listeners, over $500. And not one of our people got into the game. Not one. But the good wife I am told them to go online, online, not at another scalper, and buy the stinking tickets, which they did, which they had a good time, but we lost. So at the end of the day... $900 to watch a ball game. So what do you think, B? A little ridiculous? That is like your rent. Yeah, you should have just paid more rent. Yeah. So anyways, my husband's like, well, it makes me so mad I'm not even going to go to another football game this year. I was like, come on, dude. You knew you weren't even planning yeah, on going to another right. freaking football game. Whatever. I don't even want to hear it. So, anyways, podcast listeners out there, I know you are shaking your head saying, mm-hmm, I understand, girlfriend. Where you been? So, anyways, <sighs> just had to take deep breaths. But we made it. We still love each other. And you just move on with life because you know what? There ain't no sense of dwelling on it. All I know is, I can just hear in my head my husband saying, come on, man, he still made like 70 bucks from us because the tickets were like printed like $70 on the tickets and we paid like 150 So in his head, the scalper got a good deal. Well, let me say, the scalper got the whole freaking $150 ticket. So he didn't even have to give up the $70 for the tickets. Anyways, whole another conversation, BB. So, what are your thoughts, Bees? I don't know. I think it's ridiculous that you were going to pay $500 to see the football game. Yeah. And then we spent almost double that, right? Yeah, that makes my stomach hurt, to be honest. I know. I know, girl. But it's all right, because you know what? We all do stupid stuff, so. Anyways, okay. So, let me tell you my other thing that happened this weekend. So, BB. You know that I left your house late, late, late Saturday night because I wanted to come back home to go to church. So we're, you know, me and Mama Shank, since she's been here, is going to a new church. And last week, um, they were talking about they were actually going to show a documentary on where their church actually started from. So I thought, well, that's pretty, that's kind of cool. So I'm so thankful that I went. So it's their 40-year anniversary and it literally talked about that a group of like 40 people started a church and where it's come today and our church has about 7,000 members on it today. And it was an incredible story. And the guy that actually like really extremely grew the church uh, was a uh, pastor there for 17 years. And they were showing video of him. So of course I had never met him before. And it showed, like, he was really funny. He did, like, different skits and stuff just to get, you know, God's message across. And, like, he would do, like, crazy stuff about, you know, he put, like, a Velcro suit on and, like, threw himself up against the wall. And he was talking about, you know, how Velcro sticks. And really he was, you know, really talking about how the Bible or the Word should stick with you. So, anyways, he seemed like a pretty hilarious guy. But then, in the documentary, it showed that he actually had a rare cancer come up and he passed away. And it was extremely sad. Um, So, I don't know if I was the only one sitting in the church crying. 
but I had never met this man, but I could tell that he touched so many lives. So um, the new preacher's been there. So he passed away in 2015. So the new preacher's been there since 2015. And so anyways, he has a great message on his own and he's funny. So I, you know, me and mama really like him, but anyway, so I'm very thankful I went back. So next time you're in town, Britain, you'll have to come to the church with us to see it. So it was awesome. Yeah, I will. So, all right. Anything else you got going on? Um, well, today I had a meeting with somebody who graduated from the MBA program and then someone who's in the MHA program. So, podcast listeners, I've been debating which route I wanted to go for my master's. If I wanted to go an MBA or a MHA, which is a Master's of Health Administration. And I found out today that if I were to go part-time to get my MHA, it would take over four and a half years to get my degree. Oh, yikes. That's like going to yeah. school all over again. I could be like a doctor between now and then. I'm sorry, but that's a long time, and I don't think I'm that committed to I don't, I don't blame you. that. I would be like almost 30 by the time I got it. That could that be, you could have been a doctor at that point. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I just said. You don't listen. <laughs> I know. Well, you were sounding kind of blurry, girlfriend, so I don't know what you just done, but it, you sound much clearer now. Oh, okay. Well, it could have been my said, ears, but, but I could have been a doctor. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so, what are so you it th- looks like I'm going the MBA route. Okay. Well, that's good. And I scheduled my GRE test for next Friday. What, what? So, guess what you're doing this weekend? Studying. Studying. Because that test is like 200 and something bucks, right? Yeah. So. so, I have to do good the first time. Yes, you will, though. You're pretty smart. Lucky butt. Well, and standardized testing, I mean, you know. You take one, especially the GRE, because it's, it's really similar to the ACT, just a little, little bit extra. So, just got I'm going to take a practice test, see how that goes. You got it. Thank you got it. So, let me tell you about your uh, brother. So, the 12-year-old brother, Peyton. Peyton. Okay. Okay, dude. So, basketball season's back in. I think he's going to play for two teams. Um, Dang. I know. He, you know, he's one team I feel like he's going to be, like, the best on, the second team is one that pushes him and I think he needs to be on both because I think being on the team where he's just so-so you know sometimes can mess with your confidence level and everything so I I think that he needs you know I think he needs to be pushed but then I think the other team gives him that you know that confidence level that he really needs so I think I've got to figure out how to mirror those two together and I think I think maybe this might be the way to do it I could be totally wrong on this one um because as a parent I definitely don't do everything right but anyways so your brother basketball practice one of them so it's at the end of practice you know the whole thing is like shooting free throws so basically you had to sit there and shoot as you shot as many as you as you made so Peyton makes one makes his first one makes a second makes a third one and so the coach said hey you know after five we'll move on well Peyton made all five and they were like okay you know what let's see if he can get to 10 so he got to 10 so by this time his whole freaking like team is just sitting down watching him he makes 11 12 get to 15 he makes 16 free throws in a row 16 I've never seeing somebody make 16 free throws in a row and that dude did it can you believe that 16 that's some great i mean there's college players out there that can't do that i know and i hope my message to him definitely was 
all of that because he goes outside and he works out for about an hour to two hours depending on what the weather's like almost every day if not I'm pretty sure he goes every day and we just have you know just a regular basketball court outside of our house in the driveway it's nothing grand but you know what he works it out and I'm like all of that hard work is paying off now in front of people and that's why you do it that's why you do the hard work right I mean even when nobody is listening uh or nobody's looking that's when you do the work because you know what there'll be a time when somebody is listening so it's kind of like we talked about this podcast you know we were talking about actually Kentucky Sports Radio um and which started off as a blog and a website and you know they did it for years right and now they're hugely successful but you know what they remember those years when nobody was going to their sites or nobody was paying attention to their blogs and now they have their own radio show tv show freaking bar um so they're you know and i just keep telling Britain, i'm like we'll do this podcast and you know what it may take three four five years for it to come off but if we truly believe in it and we put our heart and our effort in it you know we'll look back at these podcasts and probably laugh at ourselves because in five years it will probably have totally changed the dynamic of the podcast but um but you just keep pushing along right bees yep it's i'm i don't know he baffles me to be honest because i wish i could I was that dedicated to something other than work or school, something that I have to be dedicated to. Like he chooses to be truly dedicated to basketball. It's pretty crazy. I wonder and he's what, 12 years old. I know. I wonder what's in his head though. Do you think it's like, I don't know what's in his head. What What is the trigger in his head that makes him do it? Because you see a lot of like, you know, inner, you see, or I should say you hear the stories of the inner, you know, city kids that don't have a lot. And this is everything's riding on this. And, you know, we're, you know, very thankful and that we're not in that situation. Right. So, you know, Peyton pretty much gets all the stupid crap that he wants. And, you know, we were able to provide for him to be on two basketball teams or take him where he needs to go. You know, very blessed in that way. Um, so I wonder what his drive really is. And I don't know if it's because of his brothers that played basketball and he wants to be better than them. I don't know if it's because he's the youngest in the family and he wants us to be talking about him. Or it's, is it something with his friends? Or I don't know. I just always wonder, like, what goes through his head. Of course, at 12, he doesn't, I don't think he really grasps what it is yet. He just has the drive. So it'll be, in, you know, I'm just always curious about that. I think he honestly wants to like go to college and he wants to play basketball like for his life honestly I think that's what it is he has that passion for it and he just wants to do it it'll be pretty I mean I've never I've never seen I'm it's crazy to me I've never seen anything like it yeah It'll be, it'll be cool to see where he's at, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, you know. I do believe, in, like a lot of people, with, you know, when you're grown up, you, you understand, like, only so many people make it to the NBA. I mean, only so many people are able to play basketball in college. So, you know, while me and Peyton talk about that, we always, you know, we talk about his basketball career, but we also talk about other stuff that, you know, what if he don't make it to the NBA, what would you want to do? And I think he's got passion around sports. Um, he 
always talks about he wants to be a writer, which is pretty interesting. He's very visual. He likes to do art and put, you know, he's not good at art, trust me, but he likes to think <laughs> that he is. But his creative... Way to be honest. I know, we're going to be honest. Like, he's not a good drawer, right? But, because <laughs> you should have seen this damn thing that he brought home today. I'm like, what the F is that? <laughs> but anyways, you always say you do a good job and move on with it, right? So what anyways, do you say about me? Jeez. Girl, I still got your ugly ass pot in my laundry room you gave me. And every time somebody goes into my laundry room, they're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, just say you like it and move on with life, okay? I know my I daughter... I know I know my daughter was like, I don't know, sixteen or something when she made it, but you know, she made it for me and that is all that matters, people. I did spend a lot of time on that stupid thing in art class. Uh, I am not an artist. Okay, okay. so what I'm gonna do I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a picture of it and so you can put it on our Facebook so podcast oh, listeners no, can actually so see bad. it. So I need to find my old art teacher and tag her in it. Yeah. That would be hilarious, actually. You should do that. I need to find her. I think she married Mr. Ledbetter, which was like the uh, masonry or something. I don't know. Something with your hands. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so anyways, Peyton has a, a different, another passion outside of just like playing basketball, which I think is the key, right, of what you want to teach your children. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, anyways, I mean, Britain never had that much ambition, so I wasn't worried about her thinking that, you know, she was going to be, you know, some kind of damn model or some shit like that. So, I'm not that she's not pretty enough to be a model, because I think she is. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mom. Good save. Yeah, I know. know. So, anyways. All right. So, let's move on. Okay? So, let's get to our unrealistic expectations, which is not failing, right? So, who, I mean... We, I think it's hard to talk about failure because to me, failure hurts so bad. Even in the smallest, smallest ways, failure hurts so bad. Um, Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, I can remember when we took you to school. um, So you were kind of deciding where you're going to go to Kentucky or not. And when we were talking about the expense, it was so overwhelming, right? And we were like, how are we going to pay for this? Or, you know, I felt like I was a failure because I didn't like save a hundred thousand dollars for you to go to college and you're worried about it. And then you're like, okay, what if I get there and I fail? And then that becomes like a whole nother topic of conversation. And, you know, it's just that one little decision just opened up a whole room of like, could this, could we both be failures at this? And so I just think that, you know, you have to embrace your you know, even if you were to fail, it's how do you embrace it? Um, and so, you, you know, there's people that have failures of marriage. Hey, I'm one of them. Failures with money. Hey, definitely one of them. Failures with time management between career and family. Definitely one of them. You know, saying that, you know, you failed means drop, you know, it's okay to say that you failed because once you do, it's like open, you're like dropping your guard and opening yourself up, you know, for criticism, um, or self-deprecation, which I think is so important. The one thing that I've done in my career is somebody tells me, hey, you didn't say that right. Or did you really mean what you said? Or what you presented was totally wrong. You like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, it was so easy for me to have my guard up and I would just like snap back at people. 
instead of listening to them and telling me, hey, it's okay that it, it went wrong or you didn't do the right thing, but let me teach you. And, you know, and I really had to learn how to open myself up. And now that I've done that, I've, I've probably been doing it now 14 years of my career. I go and I ask people, what could I do better? Just like you podcast listeners, what could we do better with this podcast? You know, we don't want this podcast to fail. We want to do all the right things, but I think feedback is like so critical. And I know sometimes when you can give children feedback, aka Britain, um, you know, she gives you the death stare where she's literally looking straight through you, not even listening to a damn thing you got to say. And it about drives me nuts, people. And I know you guys out there got children just like I that. do listen. You think I'm looking straight through you and not listening, but I really do listen. So is it that you listen and you're just thinking about all the names you could be calling me? No, I'm listening and like trying not to cry. Oh, no, don't say that. I mean, I'm just trying yeah. to give you like feedback. And I know that. That's why I'm trying not to cry because I don't want you to think that I'm weak because I take criticism bad. So I sit there and I like I'm trying to take it and like be mature about it, but it's it's hard. I do the same. I'm sure like Lisa knows she's we've talked about it already. That's why I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm the same way at work. Like I take criticism and I'm like putting on my good face, like taking it, like because I know I need it because I asked for it. I'm glad I learned from you really early as I asked for that criticism. So, you know, sometimes when you work really, really hard at something and you put literally your, at this point, I put my heart into it, you know, learn seeing things that you could do better. Sometimes it kind of hurts because you think you figured it out, but, you know, and you, and that's really what it is, is I'm trying to be mature and take it. Yes. And it's hard at 23 to be mature. I was 23 yes. with a seven year old, right? Wouldn't you be seven at the time? So, or eight. Something like that, yeah. Eight. I don't know, seven, eight, however old you were. And so way more even mature than you are today. And I was still having a hard time, you know, taking criticism for sure. So, because I think people just, I mean, it's just automatically you don't want to be a failure, right? I mean, that's, you know, you don't go around and say, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, a failure. I mean, you know, it's just not something that you say. Well, that's like the theme of this podcast is like, for me, is disappointing people. That's what, like, all of this stuff is bringing me back to disappointing people. Like, I don't want to be a failure because I don't want to disappoint you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be a failure at work because I don't want to disappoint Lisa because she gave me a chance and gave me a job. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. But you know what that, that really does is it makes you work harder. It makes you, when you accomplish something, it makes you more thankful I love looking back at all the hard work. Like, I always tell people, a lot of people say, how did you go from a teenage mom to, like, where you are today? And I just always say, it's day by day, right? You can think about where you're going to be at in five years or ten years. But if you want me to be honest with you, it's every single day. Every single day I wake up and I write in a journal And I always say what I'm thankful for, thankful for my family, thankful for my health, you know, thankful for, you know, where God's put me, Um, just asking him to put me where I'm supposed to be at. Um, I'm thankful for all the relationships that I have with friends. You know, I always joke around about not having friends, but I'm just joking, really. I love all my friends, but I'm thankful for my friends. And, you know, when Papa died, you know, it felt like they just came out. Yeah, for someone that says you have no friends, I mean, you had just. 
it was amazing to see. You had friends back from high school that were coming to see you. And I don't know, it's just like none of them never, like it's like you never left each other. I don't yeah. know, it's, it was really cool to see. Yeah, I have to say, I think with my friendships, so I very, I'm very kind of choosy on my friendships. So I love, I love everybody. Like, I'll talk to anybody and I always give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, and honestly, I don't really have a bad thing to say really about anybody. I mean, I've been married before and I don't have anything bad to say about that person because I just feel like everybody's in a different part of their life or, or everybody sees life in a different way. And, you know, but the friends that I do have, literally, I cannot talk. I would, it might be a year when I don't talk to some of these folks and literally I'll just connect with them and we'll talk forever. And it's like we were, you know, just, we just saw each other the other day. And I'm very thankful for those friendships because, I, I, you know, I want to, you know, sometimes I feel like a failure, right, as a friend because I'm not reaching out to them every day or or even once a week or every two weeks because when you have children and life and everything gets, you know, in the way and, you know, so I be- definitely have been trying the past couple of years of, you know, being a better friend because I don't want to be a failure. So, you know, seeing my friends kind of, you know, come to, you know, my dad's funeral and come and see me and, and just console me when I, it was really needed. It was a really neat feeling. And it just showed that all of the effort that I do put into my friendships, I'm not a failure at that. And that makes me, you know, feel really good about it. So, um, so anyways, um, on the whole failure thing, just, you know, what you should do is basically, you know, reflect and learn and go again so reflect on your job reflect on any kind of sports that you're playing you know just reflect on everything I think that's what my journal does in the you know that I write in the morning time is just being just that you know I'm so thankful to have my husband I mean there's so many people out there that don't like their spouse and boy am I so grateful and thankful that that is not my life um and that's what I tell BB when she gets in these crazy relationships it's like if you're you're not going to change somebody so you might as well just you know, it's a failed relationship. Just get past it and move on because when you do find that person that respects you and loves you, you'll it will be like, what? So anyway, so good luck to bees out there. So you have anything else on failure, BB? Well, I just want to say it takes a really special person to make friendships like that. I mean, for so many people to love you like they do and they aren't family at all. I mean, that's you're a really special person. Though. Thank you, B. Thank you, B. All right, so guys, we're going to move on to our to a quick sporting piece because obviously we've already told you Kentucky lost, but it's okay. Uh, one good thing that came out of it was Benny Snell passed the 1,000-yard rushing for the season, which makes it his third year in a row. And if you did not know, only six other Kentucky players have ever done that. Woo-woo, Benny Snell. Woo-woo, go Benny Snell. All right, Kentucky Okay, basketball. We all have been waiting for Kentucky basketball to come, and it starts tomorrow night in Indianapolis when they play the Duke Blue Devils. So, everybody that even has seen a commercial on UPS has probably seen the crazy Duke and Kentucky play from back in 1992. So that is when, basically, we were in the Elite Eight trying to get to the Final Four when the famous Leitner shot was won in one of the biggest games ever. So UPS uses it on their commercials for the logistics of how Duke got the basketball 
up the court and the shot off with only 2.1 seconds left on the clock. So they weren't on the sideline, honey. They were all the way at the other end of the court. And do you know not one Kentucky player was even guarding the guy that was holding the ball on the out-of-bounds? Not one. Not one. See, that's logistics for you guys. You've got to know where your players are supposed to be. But what's really funny is most people think that that was a championship game because that highlight in that game was so big. A lot of people think that game was actually from the championship game. But it's not. It's from the Elite Eight, guys. But anyways, they head off tomorrow, I believe 9.30 Eastern time. And me and Greg are going. So we're going to do date night all the way up in Indianapolis. So I'm really pumped about that. So what do you think, Bees? What do you think about our team? You saw them in the Bahamas. I'm jealous that you're going. I know. I can't help it. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. So we're excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited for this year. Yes. All right. So this gets us to the hero of the week. Okay, so have you heard the story about a lady named Coberly Bull from New Jersey and how she helped stop a school shooting in Kentucky? Have you heard this story? No, I have not. Okay, listen. So it just made national news. It happened a couple weeks ago, but it just made national news. And actually, I've been following this story since it happened. But someone, so Mrs. Bull actually is married to a, a black, she's white, and she's married to a black man, and they have children together. And someone in Kentucky sent her a private message on her Facebook about being in an interracial relationship and having children. And do you know what he said to her? He said he hoped her black children get hung for being so stupid. For her being so stupid. Can you believe that? Somebody, she don't That's even ridiculous. know this dude. Don't even know this dude. And this is what she says. It's like, mind-blowing. So, immediately she thought, okay, there's this guy's off. So, what she did was actually contacted her local police. And they did nothing. Nothing. Didn't respond back to her. Didn't say they were going to look into it. They did absolutely nothing. So, then she thought, you know what? I'm just going to contact the Kentucky police. Because that's exactly where the man lived at that threatened her. So the Kentucky police said, you know what, we'll look into it and see what's going on. Well, when the Kentucky police pulled up to 20-year-old Dylan's house to confront him about the message, he was actually driving out of his driveway with a bulletproof vest on, with a gun with 200 rounds of ammunition, And he told them he was getting ready to shoot up two high schools that were just miles from him. What in the world, what are the odds that this lady in New Jersey helped stop a school shooting in Kentucky? Is that not like one of the craziest things ever? That is like, I don't know, that gave me chills. Doesn't it give you chills? Like, that is God. I mean, when people out there say there's not a God, I mean... I think that's like, I mean, that is definitely like God's will because God is good. And I just think that is such a crazy story. And, you know, they actually flew the lady in uh, to Kentucky and they gave her like all this award. And then they invited her back to be the uh, grand marshal at their Christmas parade. Um, So she's getting huge recognition for that. So I'm really excited for her. So shout out to Mrs. Bull from New Jersey. You get it, girl. Such a crazy story, huh? That's so crazy. Like, what the odds of that is just... I know. What would have been sad is what if the police came 25 minutes later? What predicament would they have been in then? 
I mean, how literally everything was laid out to the way that God said the story was supposed to go. So, so many heroes. I mean, not only is she the hero, but the, the cop that actually went to and um, saw what was happening. I mean, he was such a hero, too. So, anyways, heroes over there. So, I thought that was a great story to be able to share. So, bees, we're going to wrap it up, girlfriend. So, we got basket or actually we have boxing class tonight so that's our night tonight uh anything planned you got besides you just stuffing your face as i'm talking to you well i'm eating candy corn is that leftover right Halloween now. candy because you didn't have any nobody probably came to your door because they were scared of you weren't they why would anybody be scared of me probably because of my dog she's so mean <laughs> oh look there's my dog barking <laughs> she must have heard <laughs> all right podcast <laughs> listeners he's like ellie's not mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ellie's just ugly. That's all her problem is. Oh, stop! Now I'm going to post a picture of her so that everybody knows she's not ugly. Oh, yes, you need to do that. All right, guys. So don't forget to follow us on our social media. So, as you can hear, my doggie's got a squirrel. So, Twitter is at UnrealisticPod. And our Facebook is Unrealistic Expectations. And don't forget to email us, guys, at uepodcast at yahoo.com because we would love your suggestions and topics. So, BB, lots of love, girlfriend. It's been fun. Yes, I will. When am I going to see you next? Oh, I don't know. Thanksgiving, probably. We got. I got busy. I got to go to Memphis oh, this week. Okay. I got to go to Dallas next week. I got to go to Missouri. And so then I'll hit you up again. We'll FaceTime each other. All right. Love you lots. <laughs> okay. See you. Talk to you love next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.